Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Sunday, December 27th, 2020, and this is day 1035 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you. Thank you so very much for this beautiful day that you blessed us with. Thank you, Lord, for creating us in your image and giving us your breath of life. Thank you, Father, for uh, helping us to go forth and fulfill the purpose that you've given us for today. I ask, my Lord, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is dictatorship syndrome. Yep, uh-huh, it's going on. <laughs> dictatorship syndrome. However, it's not funny when it's happening. It is horrible, but it is happening, and it is also unfortunately happening in a lot of the churches today. And uh, even if we can be uh, the type that are more of a dictator, dictatorship type person or autocrat, uh, we'll, we'll dig a little deeper into that. So we're going to be coming out of Third John chapter 1, verse 1 through 14. It's actually just uh, the whole chapter of Third John. And uh, how John really speaks to this very powerfully and how we need to combat it. What it is that we should be doing instead of uh, acting like uh, we are the ruler of our little kingdom. <laughs> All right. So let's go to Third John, uh, starting at reading the whole chapter of Third John, <laughs> starting in verse one. It says, the elder. To my dear friend Gaius, whom I love in the truth. So now this is the um, Apostle John, uh, also the John that um, that wrote John in, in first, second, and third John, and he also wrote the book of Revelation. So he says, verse two, dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well. It gave me great joy when some believers came and testified about your faithfulness to the truth, telling how you continue to walk in it. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. So he's saying like my spiritual children, how I'm so proud of you because you're continuing your faith and your walk and love and in in the Lord and doing his will. That that's a beautiful thing. I I know I feel that too when there are people that I know that um I've had a chance to minister to or to encourage or uplift or edify and to hear good news and then to continue to pray for them. Uh, verse five. Dear friend, you are faithful in what you are doing for the brothers and sisters, even though they are strangers to you. They have told the church about your love 
Please send them on the on their way in a manner that honors God. It was for the sake of the name that they went out, receiving no help from the pagans. We ought therefore to show hospitality to such people so that we may work together for the truth. So he's saying that, you know, when our brothers and sisters in the Lord, they're going out and they're sharing the the word of God, you know, as they're out, uh, please offer hospitality. Make sure to offer them food to eat, offer them a place to stay as they're traveling and doing the will of God. And the good thing was they, they did not receive any help from pagans. Those are people that don't worship the Lord. Actually, they worship Satan. They, you know, there's one or the other. If you're not worshiping God, then we're worshiping the enemy. Verse nine says, I wrote to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to be first, will not welcome us. So when I come, I will call attention to what he is doing spreading malicious nonsense about us, not satisfied with that. He even refuses to welcome the believers. He also stops those who won't do so and puts them out of the church. So this man here, (laughs) Diotrephes, he has a dictatorship syndrome. He is saying, if you don't do things the way I want, I'm going to I'm going to uh, mock your name. I am going to uh, spread uh, rumors about you. And I'm going to put you out of my church. Verse 11. Dear friends, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Anyone who does what is good is from God. Anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. Demetrius is well spoken of by everyone. And even by the truth itself. We also speak well of him. And you know that our testimony is true. I have much to write. I have much to write you. But I don't want to do so with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon. And we will talk face to face. Peace to you. The friends here send their greetings Greet the friends there by my name. That is such a beautiful letter. And he covers a variety of things. He encourages, he uplifts, he he shares uh, about those that are doing good. And he also shares uh, about those that are not. And he shares about the importance of showing hospitality. And then the absolute opposite of sharing hospitality would be what Diotrephes was doing. And that is more being a dictator, wanting to control uh, the people. And if they don't do what, what he wants, then they're out. All right. So point number one, many people I know have been turned off from attending church because of a dictatorship syndrome or what we call uh, um, an autocrat or uh, auto, oh, I might not want to say the word wrong here, so I, I won't say it. <laughs> autocrat is a ruler who has absolute power. Uh, even God is not that way. God is uh, sovereign. He has absolute power. There is none greater than him. 
But here's the thing about God. He gives us a choice. He doesn't force anything upon us. So, so many people have stopped for, and I'm not saying that is the only reason, but I hear it so much uh, that they don't go anymore because of that, or that they feel like the uh, the minister or whoever's in charge feels like they own them and tell them what they can and cannot do. That is not our place. That is up to God. Our place is to teach the word of God. So the autocrat uh, leadership style or ruler, uh, church boss, <laughs> uh, who has is someone who has absolute power over everything. They tell you what to look at, what to listen to, what to wear, how to speak, etc. Which totally, again, as I said, goes against the word of God. This type of church leader is focused on themselves and their motive to rule. John speaks against this style of leadership. A true leader, Christ-like, will be a servant leader. Right. You're going to still lead, but you're going to be humble. And you're going to even uh, display before them what it looks like to serve others and still lead in love. So being a servant leader, allowing those uh, they serve uh, or lead uh, a choice to do or not to do. And explaining the consequences of their choices, whereby giving them knowledge and understanding as to the manifestation of the choices they make. So that they're equipped with full understanding, good and bad. So in other words, as a leader, I am going to say, all right, here's here's what I would suggest based upon what the word of God says. And uh, if you do it, this is what happens. And if you don't, this is what would happen. It is, however, your choice. You do. That's between you and God. How you dress is between you and God. However, you know, we're going to teach what it is at the word of God, how how modesty looks, what that looks like living righteously. But if you don't choose to dress in that way, then, hey, that's your choice. I'm so grateful to God that when I first uh, encountered the church, uh, when I was in my early 20s, that when I went the people just loved on me instead of judging me based upon what I wore uh, because what I wore wasn't good. <laughs> not not from what I know now for my own personal uh, belief in how I should carry myself uh, and setting an example for others. No, 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 no. I wore party clothes. That's all I had. The Lord says, come as you are. You know, that would be mentally, physically, spiritually. Come just like you are. I am not going to put you out because of what you have on uh, or or make you feel bad or shame you or pull you to the side and, you know, and have a group of people cater around you and say, now, this is what you should and should not wear and blah, blah, blah. Mm. I'd leave that up to God. Now, if you're in uh, my Sunday school class and you're a youth and and you're uh, we're talking about this as a lesson. That's a little different, or unless the Holy Spirit leads me to do that. I'll never forget when we were, uh, this was a few years ago at our church, 
and we're on 21st and Prospect and there's a church right next door to us. Well, they served free lunches and on certain days of the week. So um, on a Wednesday uh, evening while we were there and we would serve dinner every Wednesday evening, uh, one of the ladies that went there to go get a lunch came to our service that night and uh, she said they would not allow her in. They put her out, actually. I don't know if she got in a little bit. And they said she had to leave because of what she had on. And I thought, wow, we're missing so many great opportunities, you know, because the church is not for the well. It is like a hospital and the church is for the sick. Uh, and, and that's how Jesus explains it as, as an example of what it's for. So you're going to get sick people if you're a hospital. If somebody comes in and they're well, well, there's nothing you can do for them. <laughs> I mean, they, you can continue to, uh, to grow them up in the Lord. But no, it's for those who are in need of help. So that help uh, looks different uh, depending on the person that you're serving. So we need to remember that. John teaches us by example, the way he encouraged, edified, and embraced them as his own children. He also encouraged them to do the same through hospitality, uh, helping and partnering in the ministry by supporting those leaders and ministers through housing resources and financial support. Point number two, John highly spoke against the dictatorship style of church leadership uh, displayed by Diotrephes. He said, here's some of the things that he pointed out about Diotrephes. Uh, number one, his refusal to have anything to do with other spiritual leaders. Uh, so he thinks that he is the end, beginning and end of of all. <laughs> there is no one like him. He thinks he's a God. Second, his slander of the leaders. That was totally out of line. And then third, his bad example in refusing to welcome any gospel teachers. And then fourth, his attempt to um, excommunicate those who opposed his leadership. Uh, this style is directly from Satan, the very reason he was kicked out of heaven. He felt like he was in control and he wanted to usurp authority over God. No, 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 no. It's not happening. So you got to go. And he, Satan, was put out and a third of the angels followed after him. So those are those demons that we encounter here now on earth. So understanding that uh, if you are in any type of leadership position. You are not a dictator. We should collaborate with one another. Now, I do remember a day <laughs> for myself where this wasn't good. I was not a good collaborator. You know, it was kind of like, okay, this is how, and being self-employed for years, um, over 20 years at least, uh, running my own business myself. I made all the decisions. It was just me. And then I would bring in staff to, to help when it was uh, the business I had doing staffing for parties. Uh, but I learned the importance as I grew in Christ 
how to involve others. Like, how do you feel about this? Or what are your thoughts about this? Um, and, you know, and then there are some things where, yes, as the leader, you have to have boundaries set. You have to have certain things pl- uh, put in place based upon the principles of God and, and making sure that people understand what those are. All right. Um, so that the opposite of the humility would be the pride, uh, jealousy and slander. Those were um, the uh the manifestations of uh, diatrophies, uh, what he was putting out there. Uh, it was all about pride. And and then from that, jealousy and slander, just to name a few. We should do as John did. As we are led by the Holy Spirit, call it out. Have a conversation with that person. Correct using the word of God. If this is your style, It's time to make a change. Simply yield your will to God's will. And and again, God says, if you choose to, and, and if you choose to, this is what will happen. And if you don't choose to, this is what will happen. Doing, when we submit our will to God's will, doing it God's way, in love. All right. Remember, we can do, we, we can, we can reprimand, we can correct, we can edify and do all those things in love. Only God has absolute power and he gives us the choice to serve him. So who are we (laughs) to try to manipulate? I know there are ministers that will not marry, uh, conduct a, a marriage ceremony for someone if they don't go through um, their counseling service before getting married. The Bible does not say anything like that. And and I think it's just, I understand that, that ministers want you uh, to have a successful marriage and make sure you understand what you're getting into. I totally get that. And I think that's a good thing. However, it's when it gets to the point where we say, well, then I won't marry you then if you don't go through my counseling that, I feel like that is a dictatorship syndrome. That's a God boss, I mean, a, a church boss style that, you know what, you don't do it my way, then I won't marry you. Well, you know, the Bible says it's better it's better to marry than to burn. So burning with lust and, and committing, uh, you know, uh, sins uh, by having sex outside of marriage, you know, uh, you pray for them. Hopefully they, they will, uh, get it together and and want to have some counseling but again that that's always been my uh my stance on that according to the word of god every some others may see it differently you know what hey that's your choice as well i i can remember as i grew in christ the more i recognized those negative traits in myself the more i understood what the true what true love of god meant the more humble and patient i became when dealing with others who rub me even the wrong way. So when I, uh, several years ago, and again, this was uh, in my early 20s as well, or mid-20s, I worked for a doctor um, who uh, had this dictatorship-type syndrome, uh, even, in, and it was just a handful of us that worked in the office. And I'll never forget one day, <laughs> he said, uh, he was, I guess, upset about something. And instead of saying, uh, calling me, 
excuse me, by my name. He says, um, hey, you, you need to get this done and that done and blah, blah, blah. And that just rubbed me. Now, I was a babe in Christ, too. No excuse. I'm not making excuses. But that really rubbed me the wrong way. And I had to have a conversation with him, even though he was much older. But you just don't talk to people like that. A lot of times people talk down to young people. Uh, they feel like because I am the adult and you are the teenager or you're the uh, young adult, you know what? I can talk bad to you or down to you and, and that's just how it is. Well, no, that's not how it works. Uh, it, not at all. Uh, even Jesus took time out for the little ones and how precious they were to him. Yeah, we are to train them up in the way they should go, but it is still not a dictatorship and allowing some communication. So after I had that conversation with that doctor, he never said that to me again. And I made sure even when I was uh, not uh, very seasoned in the word yet, I still, I didn't confront him in front of everybody. I did it uh, in private and said, hey, you know, Dr. So-and-so, you don't talk to me. I'd appreciate it if you don't talk to me that way. My name is Jackie. (laughs) And you can, if you would please call me by that name. Uh, but not, hey, you, you know, that, that and, and uh, openly in front of whoever was there. I, I just, yeah, those are the kind of things you don't do to people. And so it's not just ministry people, but it's people, period, that have that mentality sometimes. It could even be us. Yeah. Like I said, I had to check myself in many areas where I was doing the same thing. So God showed me that in myself. Ask God to show you what are some of the areas that you need to make some adjustments and some changes in. And and especially when it comes to being more of a dictatorship. We see it in our leadership, in our in our uh, country, uh, you know, and, and that's not going to go here. It, it doesn't work when it comes to uh, leading people to Christ and growing them up in the Lord and showing them the way. If you don't know Jesus, that would be the key. <laughs> the number one first thing that you should do. And again, it's your choice. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you may be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name. Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, you can check us out on any of the other podcast outlets. Please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address and receive the four Greek words for love and learn more about God's agape love, that unconditional love. All right, got to have it. (laughs) All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.